Hi, welcome to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And on today's episode, I want to talk about Lori Morrison's The Shaman's Guide to Power Animals. Now, Lori is a best-selling author, inspirationalist, and mystic. She became part of a rare community of lightning shamans due to a spontaneous awakening of shamanic knowledge by natural force. Her first teachers were Mayan ancestral spirits who took her through a two-year initiation. During this period, she was introduced to four jaguars who became her guides. Later, through an important ceremony, a Haitian shaman retrieved a powerful lioness for Lori. Um, she still collaborates with this lioness to this day. The sacred relationships with power animals have enriched her life and her spiritual journey. Lori is now honored to deliver messages from spirits of over 200 different creatures to you. Lori makes her home in Sedona, Arizona, where she has a successful practice dedicated to healing through vibrational medicine. I absolutely love this book. This is such an amazing book, especially it's like Power Animals 101. It gives you every bit of information that you need, especially in all the prefaces. You know, it, when you started, she has part one, the world of shamans and their power animals. She talks about the tree of life and the symbolism of the three worlds. I spoke about the three worlds um, in a previous episode, so you can refer to that um, if you like to get a better understanding of shamanism. Okay, and it's got beautiful pictures. Um, she talks about non-ordinary reality. She talks about the three worlds, again, uh, what a shaman is, uh, power animals, of course, types of power animals, which I'm going to describe to you from her book, um, your own power animal, determining your power animal, calling in your power animals, and that has to do with, you know, calling in from the east, you know, the north, the south, the west. Um, what a shamanic journey is, indigenous theories and beliefs, I mean, shape-shifting dreams, I mean, you name it, it's here, quantum power, animal retrieval, power itself, energy centers and minerals and crystals, and what's in five shamanistic elements, fire, air, water, earth, and spirit, and she gives a summary. And that's in part one. Now, in part two, it's an A to Z guide of power animals. And I think there is about 200. And what's really amazing is not only do you get it in alphabetical order of the animal, you have a picture of the animal, um, you have what the qualities are of this particular animal, what the powers are, the awareness from it, energy centers, minerals, elements, magic and mystery, and a shaman's intention, besides the information about that power animal and what it is used for. So there's so much information on, the, on every single animal. It's amazing. Now, for one of my clients, 
I really, and a good friend, I really wanted to do um, turkey vultures or vultures, and they were not here. So I'm going to uh, give you an example of one of my power animals, which is the eagle. Okay, and I'll do that afterwards. But I would like to go over uh, some of the things she has here about power animals, the types of them, and um, basically what they are. Um, we're not going to get into shamanism too much because today we're just talking about the animals. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. Welcome back to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And now we're going to start with Lori Morrison's Shaman's Guide to Power Animals. Now, according to Lori, power animals can be any living creature. They can be from mammals to reptiles, insects to sea creatures. They can bring much needed, quote unquote, power into our lives. To partner with them, and embody their energy, we must first be aware of them, and second, form a relationship with them. According to Lori, you do not need to choose your power animal. The power animal chooses you. You may become aware of your power animal during meditation, or on a shamanic journey to the spirit world, or you may be introduced to it by a shaman. Uh, beginning a relationship with the power animal comes with some responsibility, it's like adopting an animal into your life. Only the difference is this animal is in spirit form. And the partnership in the animal is the relationship whose foundations are trust, respect, honor, qualities, which go a long way towards ensuring a positive experience. So she also goes on to talk about the terms of totem animal, animal messenger, spirit animal, and animal guide. And they're all used to describe power animals. So power animals is kind of like an umbrella term for all of these other different types of spiritual animals. Okay. However, these terms can refer to the distinctive roles these animals can play. Often, our encounters with these spirits can be the result of traits and skills we're seeking or in need of. These beings are more evolved than humans, and they come from an advanced spiritual dimension. Their purpose is to serve humanity and to help us raise our level of consciousness. Now, when I do my shamanic journeys, um, I have two uh, spirit guide animals um, that help me and guide me. And one is an eagle, and the other is a falcon. I don't know why they're both two birds, but they are. And they inherently not only help me energetically, but when I'm in the spirit world and I'm doing a shamanic journey, they guide me where it is I need to go, what it is I need to absorb from the situation, what it is I need to do. So I want to go over, in Lori's words, what types of power animals there are. So first we're going to deal with the totem animal. And according to Ms. Morrison, an animal that is a representative of a tribe or clan is a totem animal. Your connection to a totem remains 
with you throughout your life as a symbol of a collective power. If a person is lacking in the power, the power of the totem animal can be brought in to strengthen a weakness. When a shaman names a child, the shaman often uses the name of the animal whose characteristics align with the child's life, purpose, and path. If the energy of the person changes and a child gets older, the person may identify and encounter his or her own power animal. This often happens on a vision quest or through a heroic act. Now, this is somewhat similar to our spirit guide team. We have we are born with spirit guides and our spirit guides will change as our life changes. You know, we don't need the same types of spirit guides. And I'm not talking about animals, I'm talking about spirit guides. Um, our team, you know, they're like our cheerleaders. They help us. Um, we don't have the, we don't need the same ones in adulthood that we needed as an infant. So they will come in and out and, it looks like what she's saying here is that the kind of the same thing happens with these totem animals. As the person changes and gets older spiritually, the animal can change. So perhaps the animal you're born with is different than, and we're talking totem animals, are different than the ones that you um, are encountering as you get older. Okay, now she talks about personal power animals. This is an animal of your earthly spirit guide, and it can partner, you can partner with it when you go on shamanic journeys in non-ordinary reality. And I'm not going to get into ordinary reality and non-ordinary reality right now. I just want to do power animals, and I know you guys have been, you know, waiting for this, and... Lori was so nice to have sent me this amazing book um, to talk about on this podcast. Um, it is definitely something that you need, especially if you're into this. Another um, great source of information, um, which is via Kickstarter, is Bernadette King's, um, I think it's Animal power tarot deck. I'm not sure. I ordered one, but it's not coming until October. So I will do the review on that when it comes, but the, the beautiful, it's a tarot card deck of, I believe it's a hundred cards to start. And there are other packs of animals that you can like mystic animals, like unicorns and, and that kind of stuff. Um, mamas and babies. And there's other packs that you can add add on to it, but it's another great resource for um, shamanic power animals. Now, this book itself is huge, and because it has over 200 ex explanations of 200 animals, so, but it is, it gives you every bit of information that you need, like as if you're coming to it, it's like Power Animals for Dummies, except that it gives you so much more information. It, it gives you information, like I said before, on shamanism and, and all of the specifics. So back to personal power animals, okay? Um, any journey to the spirit world should be done while accompanied by a power animal. As power animals have the knowledge of other worlds, especially the lower world, and can keep you safe. The messages and support 
the power animals bring is a rewarding experience. The relationship you have with your power animal can become a lifelong partnership that fills you with energy needed for your success and your happiness. To go deeper into a relationship with your power animal, think about your power animal as a great friend or a mentor. The closer a power animal is to you, the more knowledge you will receive. So this is the personal power animal. Next, she talks about power animal messengers. Now, another type of power animal is the animal messenger that shows up in everyday life. Not just non-ordinary reality. Many people are met by birds, butterflies, hummingbirds, and dragon, dragonflies, just to name a few common messengers. Often we ignore the presence of messengers, which is an error as they can bring profound messages and their visits have symbolic meanings. Each animal will carry a distinct message to you from the spirit world. And I believe I spoke about this in one of my earlier uh, episodes, maybe about a year ago, um, about signs from our loved ones in spirit. You know, you will, a lot of times they will be animals. It'll be a bird. It'll be something that represents something that, represents the person who's passed. Um, you know, for one, it may be ladybugs and they're showing up in places that ladybugs should not exist. They're showing up at certain times and we're so quick to just dismiss it. Oh, well, you know what? There's like a seagull sitting on, you know, my, my windowsill and I live in the middle of Manhattan and nowhere near an ocean. So, you know, you know that that's something that is, not kind of ordinary to have around you. Um, but it doesn't have to be. It could be a pigeon. It could, you know, it could be anything. And I believe in one of my blog posts, I had a mass said for my grandmother who had passed, who I was very close to, and she was a mystic and a psychic as well. And her and my grandfather and her brother, those are the people I believe were in, the church as, as these beautiful white pigeons. And I don't know how they got into the church. The church did not purchase them. They almost look like doves. I have a video of it on my, my blog, um, psychic today, uh, not psychic today. I'm sorry. Psychic medium, New York city.com, um, where you see them flying to the rafters in this big, huge, almost like cathedral, like, um, church that was amazing and it was not a Sunday mass it was just a mass of a couple of people and it was just a beautiful sign that they were there so this is an example of a power animal messenger they were bringing me a message of hey we're here we love you and we're okay and that's what I felt from them and they were just so beautiful just like, and the priest looked around and was like, where the heck did they come from? <laughs> you know, he's trying to say the mass. And at the time they're about to read who the mass is being said for, which is not done in the beginning of a mass. It's usually towards, you know, a third of the way through. All of a sudden these birds, these three birds, and they're sticking together are flying all around. It's such a beautiful moment. So that is a wonderful example of a power animal messenger. Now, Laurie Morrison also talks here about shadow power animals. You may encounter a power animal, according to Laurie, in either ordinary reality or non-ordinary reality that has come to challenge you. 
This is your shadow animal. Its presence may seem scary or threatening, but its arrival likely indicates that the darker side of the spirit world is coming to shed light on the shadow side of your psyche and behavior. The seen world can dominate our sense of reality. In confrontations with shadow power animals, we need to go deeper within ourselves to discover the truth behind the mysteries we are forced to expose. These animals often represent negative aspects of our psyche that we are ignoring. So, you know, this also goes back to talking about when I was talking about uh, the world of duality, um, having to do the darker night of the soul and, and explore your shadow self side and actually, you know, go within and heal. And you may have a power animal that represents that. And in whether it's a shamanic journey or in a meditation, you might have this animal come to you. And it, like she said, it may be a little bit scary, but it's forcing you to look deep within and it's something we all have to do in order to continue on the spiritual journey. So Laurie says, people often ask if power animals have names. And our experience has been that they do not have names, which is why they are referred to throughout this book by the description or label. When we talk about our power animals, we use the term bear, cardinal, and snake, for example, as our language. Labels are not common in the spirit world. In fact, in old times, Native Americans have no word for animals. They were called brothers and sisters. Another question we are frequently asked, Laurie says, is whether power animals come to us as male or female. Our experience has been that very rarely gender is a factor. The essence of the animal normally embodies both or one of its male and female aspects. Now, when I engage with my uh, power animals on a shamanic journey, um, it's you don't really talk and, and the animal doesn't talk back because, again, it's an animal. You are guided through telepathy. You are guided through clear cognizance, which is a clear knowing. Um, it's not a clear audience type of situation where you're going to be speaking and they're speaking back. I mean, with some spirit guides that can happen, but not so much with the shamanic journey with the power animals. So um, Lori talks about your power animal. And what she says is that indigenous shamans believe that every person has a power animal that is their protector. The power animal is given at birth. Although this concept may seem primitive, these ancient cultures believe that people are descended from members of other species. And they're part of a lineage endowed with the power of ancestral animal. Therefore, meaning is emblematic of our essential being, a totem animal. From the moment a child is born... The power animal is incorporated into their being with the hopes that, the earth, that their earth walk will be calm and without fear. Should a child be faced with trauma or exorbitant fear, a shaman will intervene immediately to ensure the child is reinforced with the energy of the power animal. So then another part that she talks about is determining your power animal. And it, she states that 
It's a living energy that resides in non-ordinary reality, a dimension that can be accessed through intentionality. Its wisdom is great, inspired by the millions of years of physical evolution that the animal and its ancestral lineages have gone undergone to master life on Earth. In some cases, such as the case of reptiles and insects, whose forebearers were dinosaurs, the animal species to which these animal spirits correspond have existed for many more epochs than members of the <clears throat> the ancestral image, lineage of human beings. So, uniting with your power animal can be very rewarding. And also, it's always around us, willing to deliver, to deliver messages. Most common form of communication from a power animal comes in the way of pictures, scenes, or images of that animal. So again, now we're talking about clairvoyantly. Um, most likely subjective. So it's in your mind, you see a picture of the animal. And basically, you know, that's what happens. You're using all of your clair senses when you go into a shamanic journey because your eyes are closed, you're in a meditative state, your brain is in, you know, a certain brain wave and you're seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, tasting things through your psychic senses, not so much your physical senses. Um, there is things called objective clairvoyance and all the others, and that is doing it with your physical senses. And that's a little bit more advanced. You wouldn't do a shamanic journey per se in that particular way. Um, so she wants to go on to talk about, you know, not to be surprised if you don't fit your ego's version of what you want for an animal. You know, sometimes people will feel disappointed that their power animal comes to them and it's not what they, they wanted. Like, you know, each holds a distinctive knowledge that is important. It may just take time to understand the depths and the wisdom and how it can benefit and teach you from flea to elephant. The powers of power animals are great. Embrace the unexpected. And it's true. Um, when I looked up what my power animal is by answering a bunch of questions and uh, not through Lori, um, through somebody else. Um, and it wasn't on a shamanic journey. The Eagle and the Falcon is, they're my spirit guides uh, and power animals in guiding me in the, um, the one of the three worlds when I do a shamanic journey. But, um, you know, sometimes they have these quizzes. So, you know, you answer the questions and I got snake and I'm thinking, Oh, that's not really a cool kind of power animal for me. You know, I didn't like, but it did have the qualities that I have, you know, uh, being psychically enhanced with my, my, and I'm a very spiritual person and, um, I'm a light worker and everything else. So it kind of did jive with the snake. Um, I have yet to have come in contact with the snake in my um, garden before I go on my journey. And I mean my, my shamanic garden where I start out. Um, so it's, you know, maybe it will show up eventually. You never know. Um, so that's how to determine 
your power animal. And again, she does an amazing job with other other information, like what a shamanic journey is and calling in your power animals and, you know, all the theories and beliefs. So it's a definite book you must get. It's The Shaman's Guide to Power Animals by Lori Morrison. And if you hold on, I'll be right back with an example of an animal. Welcome back to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And again, we're here today to talk about Lori Morrison's Shaman's Guide to Power Animals. Now, I'm going to go through what she has for Eagle because that's one of my uh, main power animals when I do a shamanic journey. Um, The Eagle is a little lengthy because it's probably um, one of the birds that can be common. Um, if there is a power animal that any of you are interested in, um, like my friend Rachel wants to know about turkey vultures, um, anybody who wants to know about a power animal, do not hesitate to leave me a voice message. There should be a link to it in the notes, and you can just leave me a message saying that there's a specific animal that you want to know about. I'm not doing that today because today I'm concentrating on Lori Morrison's book and I'm giving an example of one of the animals in the book, which just happens to pertain to one of my animals. And it's a kind of common one, I think, for most people. Um, And so if there is an animal, whether it's in this book or not, I will get the information and do another episode and I will include every single one of those animals that you want to know about. Okay. So we're going to do more with power animals, but today I wanted to specifically stick to Lori's amazing book because it is really great. And it has, you know, like I said, over 200 animals, um, you know, that, that, and it gives so much information. So, For eagle, she has three types of what they represent. So they represent, eagles represent truth, vision, and intelligence. And here she has a quote, The eye is the lens to the world. With clear forces, we can magnify potential and opportunity. And this is from an eagle, that quote. Okay, so she says here now, we're going to talk, I'm going to read you what's in the book here. Eagle has existed for at least a million years. It is an aerial predator with a wingspan of up to eight and a half feet. Its sharp eyesight gives the ability to spot prey on the ground from a mile away. A calculated hunter, its accuracy and timing are its most important skills. Eagle flies at seemingly impossible heights and will plummet to earth at speeds of 100 to 200 miles an hour. It covers great distances while hunting, traveling up to 500 miles per day. When eagle seeks a mate, both male and female engage in dramatic courtship rituals, clasping talons and 
falling in a death spiral until the last moment when they break apart. This is a symbol of the level of trust the pair has in each other. Once bonded, the mates build a nest together. Eagle is monogamous and dedicated to its family. It often uses the same nest year after year. The ancient Egyptians considered Eagle a wise man because it flew high in the atmosphere, close to the light of the sun. To them, it represented Amun-Ra, the sun god, and most important deity. They believed Eagle possessed a supreme intelligence. In ancient Greece, it is said that Zeus changed his form to Eagle to control thunder and lightning. On another continent, the Native Americans also traditionally see Eagle as an emblem of the Great Spirit, a, a symbol of power and vision. The Pueblo, for instance, believe it holds the energy of the sun, recognizing that eagle flies through the spiritual realms as well as the physical realm and possesses the gift of perception. A power animal with great courage, eagle brings us wisdom from a great spirit and the carrier of our prayers. Now, the feathers, let's see, of bald eagle, a golden eagle, play a sacred role in traditional Native American ceremony and healing practices. Eagles, uh, eagle bones, for instance, are carved into ceremonial whistles and flutes. Holding an eagle feather in your hand during a prayer means that you are telling the truth. The Pueblo uh, know eagle as one of the guardians of the directions, the upper direction of spirituality. The feathers of golden eagle were worn in traditional headdresses of warriors northwestern tribes would spread down on the ground at their ceremonies as a sign of hospitality hunting or killing an eagle was never even considered as its medicine was too profound it was believed that anyone who ate the meat of eagle would turn into a monster hopi shamans captured young eagles to hand raise them and then release them as adults to travel to and from the spirit realm on their behalf. An important ancient prophecy foretold that our era will be the time of cleansing the wounds of colonialism in the Americas, the time when eagle, which represents the north and is a masculine energy associated with developments like technology, will reunite with condor, which represents the south and is a feminine energy associated with Mother Earth. When the foretold reunion occurs, it will be shifted to a higher state of consciousness and an awakening for the entire planet. This goes with what I was talking about in the last episode of the whole um, quantum vortex and new Earth. So here is an example of Native Americans who are foretelling the same thing. Um, when the foretold reunion occurs, it'll be shifted to a higher state of consciousness and awakening for the entire planet. Eagle has a higher perspective of the world and can help establish a connection for giving and receiving our prayers. This bird has a vision necessary to see beyond the simple view. As a master of the upper world, it can help free us from our limitations and open the doors of discovery. Eagle encourages us to stop labeling everything we see 
a habit that creates separation, not just everything to be defined as good or bad. Here, again, duality. Uh, things are just are what they are. Eagle can help us transcend duality by teaching us to drop into the heart. The energy there, which is compassion, knows no separation. Eagle encourages us to engage in self-inquiry. Unexamined beliefs can clip our wings, impeding our ability to perceive truth. Eagle encourages us to ask ourselves the big questions so we may arrive at enlightened conclusions about our being. So some other information Lori has about the eagle is um, she has in, the, in big bold letters, the ancient Egyptians considered eagle a wise man because it flew high into the atmosphere and close to the sun, the light of the sun. And then what she does after giving you the physical attributes of the animal, what the animal can do physically, and then what it is as a power animal and what it can do spiritually. She talks, she gives you a bunch of different types of information on the side. So powers of the eagle and call an eagle for restoring balance between nature and the spirit world. Call it in to strengthen uh, the achievements to the fulfillment of your promises to others. And you can call it in for tact and skillfulness in relationships or negotiations. She also has now awareness from Eagle. If Eagle comes into your life, she has ask, what have I missed seeing because I was close to possibilities? Uh, you may need to destroy anything keeping you from flying into higher realms of consciousness. Um, embrace your greatness and soar through life with confidence. Um, the energy center she has for the eagle is a solar plexus. The mineral is citrine, and citrine is a wonderful manifestation crystal. The element, of course, is air. And then she has a little part that says magic and mystery. And according to legend, God told the Aztecs to settle in place where they found eagles sitting on a cactus. Today, that place is known as Mexico City. And she also has Eagle plays a big role in the sun dance of the plain, the Plains Indians. Dancers carry fans made of eagle feathers and blow into whistles made from eagle wing bones. The part, the body part closest to the eagle's heart, the sound represents its voice. And then for every animal, there's a shaman's intention. And for the eagle, it is teach me to master higher consciousness and overcome separation. And that is such a great intention for the eagle. So, you know, you, you go from aardvark in the beginning, and it's, you know, alphabetically all the way to, let's see what the last animal she has here. I mean, she has almost everything you can think of. She has a table of powers and minerals, and then she also has... Um, conservation status of certain animals in the back, a list of endangered species. The last um, animal she has is zebra. So we go from aardvark to zebra. And um, it's just a, just a wealth of information. I mean, she really, really did such an amazing job 
and and of course you know in the back she gives all the references and you know those are other great sources of information and she does it by animal and and other types of information that she put in there it's a really amazing book it, it's it's soft cover it's big but it's you know I believe you could even probably color in the animals if you want to. I mean, it's such a beautiful book. Again, it's it gives you everything you need to know and in a way that makes you uh, understand it perfectly. It's not a confusing book. It's not uh, for the person who is not um, doesn't have uh, a grasp of what a shaman is or what shamanism is or what shamanic, shamanic journeying is. So I highly encourage you to get Lori Morrison's and her name is spelled L-O-R-I and Morrison and it's the Shaman's Guide to Power Animals. It's definitely worth getting. I mean, it's not that much money and it's under, believe it or not, self-help and shamanism. So that is, that's the category. You can find it in the bookstore, and I'm sure you can get it online in either Barnes Nobles or Amazon. So thank you, Lori, for sending me this amazing book. I wish you well on your journey with the wealth of information you've given to us and the rest of your practice. And for everybody else, I hope you have a magical day. I'm sending you all my love and light. Hi, this is Jill Roberts from Psychic Today, and I just wanted to say you can always contact me through a voice message in Anchor or whatever platform or app you're listening to this podcast on. Um, you can visit my blog at psychicmediumnewyorkcity.com. You can see my range of services at psychicmediumnyc.com. And you can, of course, always email me at info at psychicmedium.com. I'd love to hear from you. Any, any subjects you'd like to cover or any questions you may have, don't hesitate to give me a call. Take care. Mm-hmm.